got to operate in truth, right? Operate in truth. Tell the truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast. I'm Daniel, and on this episode, we're going to take a look at the Gators' upcoming game against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Last season, the Gators did lose against the Gamecocks, and it was the beginning of the end for Coach Dan Mullen at the University of Florida. Looking ahead to this game, this is the last home game of the year. Many of the games have been sellouts for the first time in years, so that has been a good thing. And as the last home game of the year, it is senior day. One thing I can say about our schedule from here to the end of the season is it reminds me a lot of the 90s, early 2000s, where the season would always end either at South Carolina and then home against Fandy and home against FSU, or the opposite, where it would be home against South Carolina and away at FSU and Vandy. Whether that's a good sign of things to come or not, I don't know. Of course, next year, our usual October matchup against the LSU Tigers ends up being in September, or not September, in November towards the end of the season. We saw that, though, in 2016, and that worked out for us. With that said, another thing going on is it is the Salute Those Who Serve game. It is our annual Veterans Day weekend, and I do have to say that The Veterans Day uh, halftime show is one of my favorites. It's been the same for at least 10, 12 years now. You can find video of the 2010 South Carolina halftime show on YouTube. You can also find it wherever. Also, we did a lot of it last year at USF on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It is one of my favorite halftime shows where they play the different themes for the different branches of the military. You know, Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Marines, and Air Force. They also do a rendition of TAPS. And in the past, they've done Amazing Grace with America the Beautiful. I believe last year they left off uh, the America the Beautiful part. I do hope it comes back. It's a really nice arrangement the way they play it. But just a lot going on. And definitely want to say thank you to anyone listening who has served. Two of my grandfathers were in the Navy. My brother's a Marine. My two brother-in-laws are in the National Guard slash Army. And so definitely thank you if you've served. Also, for any Gators I talk to, I've served. There are so many of you that list them all. I'm going to miss someone, so I don't want to do that. Um, So definitely special day with the salute those who serve. Of course, coming up next year, the salute those who serve weekend will come with black jerseys that Billy Napier intends to auction off to fans to be able to support our military personnel, our first responders, things like that. Also, since it is the last home game of the season, I think I did say it's senior day. Senior day, I also think, is a really cool deal. Um, There are several names. I believe we have 18, 19 guys on senior day. Several names that surprised me, such as Naquan Wright and Lorenzo Lingard, guys who are not listed as seniors on this roster and guys who could come back next year. However, they've been around in college football for four or five years, probably could become graduate transfers. I think it's really cool that Billy Napier is going to be allowing these guys 
to have a senior day experience, regardless of the fact that they're not listed as seniors on the roster. They're not the only two listed, but probably the two most notable names that I saw. There are others on there as well. And it's really cool that they allow them to go out in front of the swamp with a sold out crowd one last time and get everyone to cheer for them, clap for them. So again, something just really cool and pretty different, I've got to say, here at Gainesville coming up this Saturday. Shifting focus to the game that'll be on the field. Let's start with the Gators offense against the South Carolina defense. The South Carolina defense comes into the game ranked 62nd in the nation, much higher than the Florida defense. But on the run defense side, they're 98th in the nation, allowing about 171 yards per game on the ground. And in the passing department, they are 30th in the nation, allowing only 199 yards through the air. Something to keep an eye on in that department, though, is their starting safety, Gibson, is now out for the season with an injury and a depth corner who plays plenty, who has an interception on the year and a forced fumble, Spalding. He is also going to be missing this game. So what are some keys for the Florida offense against the Carolina defense? Well, first is to establish the run. They're weak against the run. As I said, they allow 170 yards per game about there and are 98th in the nation. Also, as we've talked about, this Florida offense runs of the play action, even at times where they probably don't need to fake the handoff, they still run the play fake. The play fake works much better if we've established a run and the linebackers have to worry about it and it sucks them up and creates space behind them. So. With that said, establish the run, and if we can run as well as we did last week against AM, it'll be a very great day for this offense, and it helps going against a defense that really has been struggling against the run, and now we'll have a little bit more struggle against the pass, missing some members of that secondary. The second key I have for the game is that AR needs to be accurate with his passing. Yes, he's starting to get a little bit better, and yes, it'll help that there are these members of the secondary missing, but if he's in the 65% or better completion percentage range and we've established the run, this game will probably be at least two scores because it is very hard to stop our offense if everything's clicking. I don't think we've seen too many games where we've truly been great in both running and passing. We've had some games where We've been better at one, not so great at the other. If we can get both going against the South Carolina defense, that would be phenomenal, especially as something to work forward as we head towards the end of the season with Vanderbilt and FSU. The third key I have for this game is to hang on to the football. Do not turn the football over. We've done well in this department in the last few games, and I hope we continue to do well. We can't have many, if any, interceptions. We can't be fumbling. And that goes for running backs, tight ends, and receivers as far as fumbling. And AR needs to take care of that football and make sure not to throw any picks. Don't try and force things. Live for the other down. And that's something that we've talked about since the preseason. Something he's done well at times. Sometimes he's not done well with it. But if he can do this at home, and we can establish that run, this could be a great game for the offense in a big confidence booster. And I'm thinking like 
2018 South Carolina game, how that kind of turned Felipe Frank's rest of the season around. I believe that could be us if we can get everything going in this South Carolina game here in 2022. Switching over to the other side of the ball, switching to the defense. I do have three keys to the game for the Gators there as well. South Carolina's offense comes in as the 89th ranked offense in the FBS. There are only two spots ahead of Texas A&M at 91. Of course, Texas A&M did quite well against the South Carolina defense. Just something to point out towards our offense. Yeah, we kind of did let that A&M offense do pretty well against us in the first half. But in that second half, we did shut it down. And we did great things of playing good assignment football, playing some nice tight man. And we definitely got two big turnovers from sending a fifth man on the blitz with playing some good tight man. If that same motivated and well-disciplined defense shows up, there's no reason we can't similarly shut down the South Carolina offense. The first key I have to the game and this is going to sound kind of weird when I give you a few stats here, is that we need to contain Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler only has 21 yards on 49 rushing attempts. Of course, some of that includes sacks. But he does have the ability to run, and the last thing we need is to allow him to have open space to run, pick up yards, pick up first downs. I'm not going to say he's a hooker who's going to, blow by you for 40, 50 yards, but he can get the job done with his feet. Of course, that causes all sorts of issues for our defense if we can't contain an athletic quarterback. We've seen that several times this year from Utah, Tennessee, to USF, actually, and uh, on and on, and you can include LSU in that. So first thing is play that nice discipline pocket don't give him a chance to get outside contain him and if you can contain him and force the passing game that will help us out a lot against this Gamecock team South Carolina is only 71st in the country in their passing offense and some of that is Spencer Rattler just to be honest he has eight touchdowns and nine interceptions on the year Four of his nine interceptions were to Georgia State and South Carolina State. I say that to go to my second key to the game for the defense, and that is we need to have some man defense to create those small windows. Spencer Rattler, if you give him small windows, he's going to turn the ball over. He did it multiple times against outmatched opponents. And I know there's some narrative among some in Gator Nation that this defense has zero talent whatsoever. But you're never going to convince me that Georgia State and South Carolina State has more talent on their defense than the Florida Gators. You're just not going to do it. If these teams can force them into multiple mistakes, then there's no reason that we can't force them into one or two mistakes, especially when we have guys like Jason Marshall, who is a great cover corner. Doesn't mean he's always 100%, but he's definitely a phenomenal cover corner, especially in man. Not so much in zone, and we've seen when we sit back in zone, some quarterbacks who aren't that great carve us up. So don't let Spencer Rattler look like a Heisman candidate as we've done with so many other quarterbacks. Let's play a little bit tighter, man. Let's give them those smaller windows, and let's allow Rattler 
to make some turnovers. I know there's some concern that if we play man D, that may let an athletic Rattler get some runs, but that's why the number one key is to contain Rattler. Because if you contain him and then you go into man D, well, now he's in his worst case scenario because this is not where he thrives. And that'll bring me to my third and final key for the defense, and that's get pressure with four or five defenders. Again, last week, our turnovers are from one when we rush five while playing man D. I'm not guaranteeing you that'll happen every time or they won't make some throws or make a play here and there. But if every so often we throw in a blitz with five men rushing, there's a chance that we could get home and we can get a turnover, especially with the erratic nature of Spencer Rattler's passing game. So if we're containing Rattler and we're in tight man D and we're getting that pressure with four or five men, We're going to get turnovers. We're going to get stops. I am convinced of that. I know that so far, I have not addressed the Gamecocks running attack. The running attack comes in 85th in the nation. The only FBS opponent that we have faced that has a worse rushing attack is the Texas A&M Aggies. Of course, last week, their rushing attack was effective in the first half. However, if Ventrell Miller makes that tackle in the backfield, on the first play of the game, the rushing attack probably doesn't have quite the numbers that it did when you allow such a big run on the first run of the game. That does tend to skew it, but we did shut it down as the game went on. And South Carolina comes into this game, and their feature back, Marshawn Lloyd, is dealing with a thigh bruise. He did miss the Vanderbilt game last week. Beamer does expect him to play, but that doesn't mean that he's going to play too, too much or be at 100%. So that is something for the Gators to look at. Definitely, we need to stop now. If we're containing Rattler and playing our good contain, setting edges, then that'll help out in the rushing game as well. That doesn't mean that the Gamecocks running attack can't come in and look great. I mean, we've made lots of teams look great on the ground this season, but I do think uh, this might be one of the weaker teams that we face when you consider on the ground, when you consider the fact that their passing game can be so-so and that their featured tailback is going to come into this game banged up, not 100%. There's questions at the beginning of the week if he'd play, and they've not been well on the ground even with them this year. So that is something to keep an eye on. Going back to the passing game real quick, This South Carolina offensive line has allowed Rattler to be sacked 20 times this season. So again, if they're allowing 20 sacks, they probably aren't doing too much better in the run blocking department. We want to stop the run, but I do think that this is one of those games based on the situation where we want to stop the pass first and force them to run. Because if this game becomes a running shootout where we're just Either team has to stop the run. I believe in our defense to stop the run more than their ability to stop our running attack, especially if AR is able to be, again, in that 60-65% passing situation. One last thing concerning South Carolina, and this definitely has to do with their coach, Shane Beamer, and that's we need to watch out for Beamer ball. They have blocked multiple kicks this year, kicks slash punts. They do have a decent return 
and all sorts of other special teams units. So can't let them getting a big play. Can't let them get a big play on special teams, whether it is a block kick or a big return. Just can't do it. I do want to see us on special teams kick the ball out of the end zone every single time. No reason to allow them to return. No reason to give them a chance at a big play. No reason to allow them to possibly swing momentum like that. Get them at the 25 and trust your defense to hold them the rest of the way. To summarize, for the offense, the keys are to establish the run against one of the worst run defenses that we will face this year. Then AR needs to be accurate, and it will help that South Carolina has multiple members of their secondary out for this game. And then the third one is to take care of the football. We can't have turnovers either in the running or passing game. On defense, first we need to contain Rattler. Don't give him a chance to possibly scramble for first downs, as we've done with several athletic quarterbacks. And then once he's in that pocket, you're containing that pocket. Play man D, force him to throw in tight windows. He's thrown multiple picks to a South Carolina State, to a Georgia State this year. So teams that are much less talented than us, we can do it as well if we keep them in and make them hit tight windows. And also, if we can get pressure with four men, it'll be great. Or if we throw a fifth man in at times and get pressure, that could speed up his process, force those bad throws. He has not had a good season at Carolina, and we could make it worse. Finally, don't do anything on special teams that's going to give up a score or give up a lot of momentum by allowing a punt block or big return, whether it's kick return, punt return. Be smart on special teams. Again, I would want us to force a touchback every time just to limit those opportunities for a good special teams team in Carolina. This game against South Carolina is a big game. I know it doesn't feel like it. Luckily, it is sold out in the swamp. But again, I know it doesn't feel like it's necessarily the biggest game. But let me tell you, this game will put us at 3-4 and four in the SEC. If we win this game, it sets us up very nicely to go to Vanderbilt and finish 500 in the SEC. I would have liked to maybe be 5-3 and three this year or 6-2, and two, but it is what it is. But 500, I would consider, after everything else, a decent season in the SEC for these Gators rather than hoping for 3-5 and five going to Vanderbilt. A win would also keep us on track for a potential 8-4 and four season heading into a bowl. A win also gets us bowl eligible. So a bunch of great things stem from winning this last game in the Swamp. As a crowd, again, let's be a ridiculous crowd. Let's be a loud crowd. Let's show the recruits that this is where they want to play their college football. And let's be intimidating because I don't think Spencer Rattler has ever been in the an environment like the swamp. If I go ahead and look real quick at the South Carolina schedule this year, their biggest away games were at Arkansas, at Kentucky, and that's a Kentucky team who had their backup quarterback, didn't even have Will Levis when they beat that Kentucky team. So I know some people may say, well, we lost to Kentucky, but they beat them. So therefore, they should be. No, there's a whole lot of situations there. So you have that Arkansas team who may finish 6-6. Six and six. You have away at Kentucky, 
who, to be honest, wasn't great in that game, and I'm sure they were not nearly the swamp. And then their last away game for the season so far was at Vanderbilt. Again, not an intimidating environment, and I'm not going to say that Spencer Rattler ever played an intimidating environment in the Big 12. I can't really think of one. The closest is possibly Oklahoma State, but and that's in a rivalry game, and I haven't looked into whether he played away there or not as a starter. Obviously, if he played Texas, that's in a neutral site, not the same as coming to the Swamp. It's sold out. Let's get loud. Let's really throw him off his game because this is something he has never experienced. He's already shaking his throwing. Let's add another level to that. Let's do our part as a crowd. And let's send our seniors out the right way. Get there early. Cheer for Senior Day. Salute those who serve. And have a great day at the stadium. With that said, it's been a great home year. Lots of good games. Some so-so games. Let's finish it off right. We only get a few of these every year. So let's embrace this last chance before we can come together in week two next season. Because of course, we start on the road at Utah. And if you have not, please check out the Gator Collective. Help name, image, and likeness become a strength at the University of Florida. And if you have not, check out one of the many great Florida Gator podcasts out there besides us including things such as Getting Swamped, Gator Nation Football Podcast, Respect Our Decision, Gators Breakdown, Read and Reaction, lots of other great things out there. If I've missed you, I'm sorry. Feel free to shoot me a DM on Twitter. We'll talk. I'm not being asked to say this for anyone, but I also wouldn't say them if I don't listen and enjoy them myself. So once again, everyone, Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time so far this season. We got a few more left after this. And as always, go Gators. Gators.